0: I didn't know. We didn't know what are we were going to do next. I think it's fair to say that every single time we've made plans uh, yeah. for something, they've uh, miserably failed. That's true. And sometimes that had to do with politics, and then sometimes it had to do with funding or with um, organization or with you know being a company of two members only. Perhaps, who knows? Um, yeah. I think, you know, ideally, it, it, what's what's happened... To us again organically and this is something that we clearly hadn't planned at all is that um, our methods of work have changed and so and we've started considering audiences in ways that we hadn't done before and that we hadn't foreseen before and i think both Denmark and Romania taught us that while we were incredibly scared of working with people within five days and making a new piece in five days because normally it takes Brianna and us about three months of, um, of constant back and forth and vacillation and um, trying to work in minute details and just being incredibly perfectionist about what it is that we're going to project. Um, we, mo- we move straight into um, making two new pieces of work in five days. And I think we were very surprised to see that um, we did create something that we were happy with mm-hmm. and that we um, that we thought was equally important as those pieces that we sometimes worked on for months Um, and this collaborative process also opened a lot of doors for us we are thinking about hopefully extending this network, we don't know how it's going to work but we're looking into it Um, we are thinking about hopefully perhaps working with people in that sense um, exploring this Eastern European identity and how we can create content with With other people. Um, I think it's also fair to say that for us to do those two residencies and organize and orchestrate um, these five-day events, uh, we work for about six months Mm -hmm. or seven months. That's not just in terms of getting funding, that's also practical uh, matters and figuring out what happens each day and how we recruit people and who we recruit and um, how this works. So I think Whatever we end up doing is, again, going to be probably a huge um, orchestration. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, no, that's actually an excellent point. And I think I just, re- um, as, as per usual, Dan is a bit ahead of me because I just realized, like, I see these questions. Um, or I heard, I, I, I reread a question, you know, that basically boils down to what are we going to do next and what are our plans for the future? And it's so I think that we're so conditioned as artists to think about how not just what we want to do, but how we talk about what we want to do and those are two separate things. And I think actually like you know, just before we started recording this interview we were talking about the evaluation that we're doing for Arts Council mm-hmm. about these two international trips that we did. So we came back I can't even remember seventh of, of um uh, or I came back on the 7th of November and it's now a month later and we are you know figuring out the evaluation and trying to like both produce the evaluation for it's cancelled but also to evaluate the project ourselves oh. uh, because we do think it's important and so I think there's and that's a month. That's just a month gone. That's not a month of not work, but if you were to ask us what were our plans, or if anyone was to ask us, we certainly wouldn't say to do an evaluation. That's not something <laughs> that you traditionally say. No. And yeah, I think it's... Yeah, sorry, I was just one more sentence and I'll finish. I think, I think it's true that uh, it's important to acknowledge how long these things take, and also that the, that the structures are required to support this work. So we would, I think... Potentially, love to think about doing more of these projects outside of the UK, and to create a kind of wider European network, uh, or or like a collection of these smaller projects and, and games that are created in conversation with each other. But the fund that supported it is the Artists International Development Fund, for example, no longer exists. So there are those 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 questions about before you get to do the work, how do you create conditions for yourself to do the work? In other Brexit news. In <laughs> other Brexit news, yeah. Um,
0: One more thing we can't apply for. Yeah, um, But I, I think naturally we grow as well. Uh, I think we probably won't talk about being Eastern Europeans until the end end of our lives, because that will probably end up being quite boring for us as well. I mean, I'm
1: from the Balkans now.
0: (laughs) There are only only so many ways in which you can, I suppose, look at this issue from different angles, and I think we have been fortunate enough to, um, through the lens of other people, to discover um, angles we haven't covered before and how to think about it, um, which is something that's personally important for us, mm. obviously living here, um, but also in terms of our work. Um, but you know, at the moment, we're in such a big mess, you know, as a, as a species that I think we, we are, you know, slowly, slowly, slowly starting to wonder. Um, in the same way in which we have tried to make a tiny, 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 tiny difference with these projects in, um, in Eastern Europeans' lives. Um, in terms of connecting people and making people think about these ways uh, within arts um, arts institutions, um, how our practice sits within climate change, within forced migration, within the political discourses everywhere, you know, within... The rise of fascism. Who knows? I mean, all of these things that we that our humanity is being enveloped in mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, I think all of these come back into our work, and so we try to figure out accurate uh, and adequate responses mm-hmm. to these crises in a way. And we have no idea what that is going to be. We did want last year at some point, I think, to go into education more and to mm-hmm. figure out. We at some point we realized that the only way to change. People's minds about immigration is to start from um, from ch- to start with children. <laughs> because <laughs> indoctrinate <laughs> Only because um, I think if you if you talk to children when they're probably aged four or five, um, it's very easy to have this discussion. And particularly with children who live in London and who live in a multicultural society, um, to start talking to them through the medium of games about uh, about immigration, which is very important for us. Um, I don't know I think we've, we've taken the project to different countries and we haven't worked with children at all in fact we've worked with incredible adults so I don't know but I think education has always been on mm. our minds in terms of what's the natural next yeah. step
1: but I think, that's also isn't it also because I think, as you said, we make these plans, but then we make a project called Trigger Warning and we don't think about younger audiences. And mm. then it turns out it's not only incredibly popular with younger audiences because it ducks mm. floating about in water with kids, with like really small kids, but it also turns out to be an incredible mechanism unplanned by us uh, for parents to talk about very difficult topics mm. um, with their young kids. And so I think... Part of this is, yes, we think uh, yes, we obviously think about what 's next, but part of it is also our projects have kind of i, I don 't know kind of separate to us. we have just trying to be alert to what happens with our projects when we do them, when we actually bring them to participants, bring them to audiences, and instead of seeing something as unplanned and, and a glitch to see it as a potential opening to something mm-hmm. else. Hence, we want to think about working more within education, within younger audiences, and making work younger audiences because we saw something that happened that there trigger that. that triggered yeah. that. Right. So I think it's also about let's see what the next trigger trigger is on that very small scale, mm-hmm. so, with like big thoughts and then small scale of triggers when we take a work somewhere.
0: Yes. And hopefully, never buy anything from Poundland again.
1: <laughs> oh God, yeah, it's true. next? Again, like
0: in terms of things that have changed for us in yeah. the company, because we have been working together for about eight years. On we started off um, on a zero budget. And we, we gradually mm-hmm. moved on, not to, not to big budgets, but just yeah. to decent, I suppose, um uh, moderate, mid-range <laughs> <range. laughs> mid- budgets. Um, and that privilege, even, th- I mean, again, it's crazy to think of it in, in terms of privilege, but I think that's yeah. kind of how we think about it in terms of, you know, the artists who don't get funding, um, and everyone who's writing applications and, uh, is not always successful. Um, uh, so in terms of that privilege of finally getting money, uh, also comes the responsibility of carrying your pieces and carrying your artwork with the same, um, I I suppose, social responsibility as as you do towards the content. You know, we Mm -hmm. very, very much care about the form as well. And yes, when we used to work on zero budget... We we would buy things from Poundland, and we would buy things be, uh, that are be, um we would um, use things that are being made in China uh, and that are probably made from horrible plastic, unrecyclable plastic. Um, and I think what funding has done for us is actually gave us the the support and the platform to think about sustainable ways of growing our mm-hmm. practice. You know, and sometimes I still look at some of our our props for some of these games, and I feel like crying. Uh, and it is just interesting for us to start having those discussions and figure out
1: um non- and consider it part of our work, right? So that like if we have to buy this plastic thing, we will have to figure out how to not just throw it out, but how to actually donate it to use it, you know, so Absolutely. that it's the responsibility. That yeah,
0: is. I think we're talking I mean again we are very lucky because coming from Eastern Europe we are so used to uh repurposing and making 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 great things out of nothing. I think that's something that we are particularly used to. And so obviously that's not a novelty for us. You know, bringing a glass jar to buy your milk is uh, something that my parents (laughs) have taught me to do ever since I was a kid. (laughs) So it's hardly novel. It's just that um, it's very important for us to also find a frame for for this artwork to develop in a regenerative way, in the same way in which the networks of people have grown. Mm. You know, people come, they see... They talk to us, they talk to invigilators, they talk amongst themselves, they go to the pub, they have a beer, and then naturally they connect. And so I think for us, it's almost about having this conversation as well, identifying perhaps those set designers, those designers, those um, people we're interested in working with who are thinking in the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, that's so to one said, the we actually yeah. have quite a
1: lot of plans. <laughs> oh, that's great, this was great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is that interesting? That's probably it from us. If you're still listening, yeah, it <laughs> was great. Not, yeah, read the interview. <laughs> yeah. read the interview. Don't listen to the interview.
0: Read the wonderful um, answers um, from Hemida Design Studio. Um, mm. Yeah, and I suppose be more. If you're still listening, be more considerate in your day-to-day choices in art. In you know. Um, shopping <laughs>
1: education contact with immigrants
0: don't be afraid don't be afraid come afraid.
1: talk to you. okay we should stop <laughs> thank you thanks